Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. How are we doing in 2023? It is 2023, people. How many of you thought you wouldn't get this far? <laughs> Every day, some days. Like... <laughs> Every day. Hey, Amanda, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a topic that is really, really hard. And it is loving people from afar. And now if you have read our first book, uh, and I say first book because the second book is coming. Any day. Uh, I know, so close, so soon. Uh, if you've read the first book that we did, we had a, you wrote an entire chapter on loving them from afar. And it really is a hard concept for a lot of people, particularly if you are a people person, if you are a people pleaser, if you have these relationships that are toxic or maybe are borderline toxic or like there's just toxic ish parts and you you <laughs> hold on to these relationships or you know like for me I moved around my entire life I, I I never lived anywhere longer than six months maybe two years to to certain places and because of that it made me reevaluate how I hold on to relationships so for a long time I just I saw every relationship as useless because I was going to move anyway and then when I when I moved to a place where I had a longer period of time to connect with people, then it became this like, oh, I can't give up that relationship, business or personal, because I've done it for so long. Like This is the longest relationship I've ever had. Like, how could I possibly give up that connection just because now it's long, now it's been seven months. It's a long time to have anybody. It's seven months. Oh my gosh. Like I, So I think there's a lot to be said about the reasons that people hold on to negative and positive relationships. And again, this is not just personal or physical or, you know, romantic, like it, it's a business relationships as well. And there's a lot to be said about why you hold on to relationships and then knowing when to cut your losses and cut somebody out of your life. And that is a really difficult thing for a lot of people to do. I mean, we always joke that like, I have no heart at all. It's just this eye city cavity where my heart should be. So for a, in a lot of ways, it's very easy for me to cut ties. I mean, I just I burn a bridge as I'm walking across it. And, and living in Hawaii taught me that I couldn't necessarily do that. It's much easier to do that when you're like in a city, but when you're on an island, it's much harder to do that. And I think there's a lot to be said about how you love people and how you so can support people and not necessarily, and actually at the same time, pull back from the relationship in a way that is beneficial to both sides in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. This has been a, as my people from back in the day would call them Linism. I don't know if other people use this term, but I definitely, I love loving them from afar. And it's definitely something that I've really learned uh, because I had to start putting myself first. And, and I'm glad you said it. it's not just in personal, it's also in business relationships. And one thing I'll say is 
maybe where we differ a little bit, I wouldn't say not all relationships you need to burn the bridge, only really toxic ones. What I say you need to separate from, right. Um, and loving them from afar is a concept that I feel like it definitely has many shades of how you would love them from afar. And we'll definitely give you some examples here in a second. Um, and it's just, you know, with, with this just getting through the holidays, now you've had January to have your head up for a breath. There are actually a lot of people, and one of one of the ladies, I think it's the millionaire mindset. I can't remember her name. I love Rachel think something. I love her book. And she talks about one of her clients or friends does an audit every birthday or every year on her friends and like the people in her life. And I think it's really important for us to actually do that. Like it's, we need to reflect on the people that we have in our communities, in our personal life and in our business and say, okay, am I adding value? Are they adding value? Is this worth keeping in the capacity that I currently have it in? Or do I need to make adjustments? Because sometimes people are holding us back or we're holding them back. It is not just them holding us back. There are times where we're holding people back and we may not realizing it, realize it. And so it's really understanding like, okay, like what is the context of this relationship in this season, right? Right now. And do I need to make adjustments? And I, there are some friends that I go in ebbs and flows, not necessarily always because of them, but also because of me that I love them from afar because maybe I don't personally have the capacity to, to hold space for them in the way that they deserve and the way that mm -hmm. they need. And so I might back out and, or vice versa. Um, and I'll say, you know, one of the biggest lessons I would say for me, when I started realizing the love them from afar kind of term, even though I don't think I coined it at that point, is with my family and seeing how they were and really doing the personal work to start to heal from the relationship that I had. Every time I would go back into the environment, I'd be triggered and back into the reactive state that I was in. And so I learned that I had to love them from afar, create space between us. And believe me, when I say space, I moved to Saudi Arabia <laughs> to get away from them. <laughs> I'm not saying that kind of space, but even like emotional and spiritual and physical space where I'm not in their in their business, they're not in my business. I'm not answering the phone call at five o'clock on a Friday because I know that particular person might be drinking, you know, or whatever it is because I can't hold the, the, the space for them. And so really like looking doing it. I know I jumped all over, but doing an evaluation of the people that is in your life every year is really important. Friends and business to say, okay, value, not value both sides. Relationships are two-sided, not one-sided. If it is one-sided and you're at fault, or I wouldn't say at fault, but you're the one who's maybe not holding up your end of the, the friendship. If you would have a conversation with them. Some people I have a conversation with and say, listen, I need to back away right now because of this, or I don't have the space. I have this one girlfriend and I love her, love her, love her. And she always, especially when she's going through stuff, she, she is aware enough that she will call me and she'll say, do you have the space or do you have the capacity to listen to something really quickly? And she honors when I say no. And it's also like the dynamic of our relationship and we can speak in those terms. However, anybody can speak that way, but really like doing an evaluation, seeing 
what's positive, what's negative, what's adding, what's what's devaluing, and making the adjustments that you need to adjust. And if it's a, a really, really close relationship that you're in, I'm not talking about kids, I'm talking about maybe a partner. Kids, that's a different story. <laughs> but with a partner, maybe you need to reevaluate how you're engaging with that particular partner, if you're married or whatnot, because if you are feeling like there's not adding value and you might need to love them from afar, I'm definitely, the closer you are to them, the more I suggest for you to have a conversation with them first, unless it's mm-hmm. extremely toxic or it's abusive or whatever, like then kick rocks, like get out, get out. That's not what I'm saying. However, um, sometimes we've created these dynamics, not sometimes we create dynamics between us and we have to like have conversation to relearn that dance, but, um, loving, loving them from afar is many different layers. And it's just really important to do with evaluating, to see who we need to love from afar and why, and what we can do to heal from it. Yes. And it's not permanent. No, it's not like loving from, and I have an example. I I have a very, um, a good friend who I also had a working relationship with. And at one point in our relationship, and again, it was work and friend, it became very clear that we weren't good for each other as from a, like, we just were, were butting heads and we were doing a lot of passive aggressive behaviors. And and we were trying to save this friendship because of this work relationship. And we actually had a conversation where, and and I, I was the one who literally was like, I need to step back. Like we, if we're going to save this friendship and save this business deal and like be tolerable, (laughs) I need to step back. And I did. I mean, we, we literally, it's not that we didn't talk for a year or two years almost. It, it was just, I was, it was very limited and very specific to the work environment, specific to the tasks that had to be done. And now we still have a relationship and it's even stronger, I don't know, 10 years later. So it, it's not that you can't recover from these love them from afar. It's not like you're pushing them afar and be like, okay, like now you live on the moon and I will never see you again. Here's a Christmas card every year. Uh, it, it, that's not it. It's, it's very, very, uh, there's an ebb and flow to it. There's definitely, you can, make adjustments and and add them back into your life or push them further away. I mean, there are lots of things that contribute to that, but it's not a finite deal. It's not like you're done now, like we're out. I mean, you can definitely burn the bridge, but it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to burn the bridge here. This isn't, this is loving them from afar, but that could be, you know, from five miles away from 50 miles away, you could move to Saudi Arabia and then you could move next door. Like there's, there's a, a variety there. There's a, there's a, a constant change and you are in control of that. Absolutely. As long as you're communicating that. And well, again, yeah. you, as you said, the closer they are to you, the more important it is to actually use verbal, real word, communicate with them and have honest conversations because that will make all the difference in whether or not you can recoup the relationship in the future. Yeah. Especially if you want further relationship with them, because sometimes you can just like dip off. Right. And sometimes you need to have that conversation. And I will say that loving them from afar, and I know you said this, but I want to make this point strong is that it doesn't mean distance. So yes, I moved to Saudi to get out of, you know, my family dynamic. However, the ebbs and flows, that's a great example. I have beautiful relationships. I'm blessed that I have some of the most amazing relationships all of the world. And you know what? 
those that are truly great friends, I can go years without really speaking to them. And then we pick back up. And that doesn't mean that I'm loving them from afar, but some of them I might have, or they're doing to me. And it's, <clears throat> but it's also, and it's also those that I'm like, see every day or can contact every day. And sometimes I just don't have the capacity. So I don't text as much, or I don't initiate, or I don't um, agree to go somewhere or agree to do something with them for a little while, because I need a little bit of space because of that dynamic, because of the, the, because I want to be a good friend. I don't want to show up this particular one that I'm thinking of. I don't want to show up and be bitchy or short, or I want to save our friendship. And so it is this ebb and flow of, you know, of even the time or the energy that I'm putting in there. So it's not always, so it's literal and figurative loving them from afar, if that makes sense. I just really want to make sure that's clear. Um, Amanda, I cannot believe we are already at time. We're always already at time. We should it's just talk for seven years. Go. So what are some, what are some things that you would say like some final action or even like recap about loving them from afar? So for me, when I'm trying to identify whether or not I need to get rid of a relationship, again, business or personal, it comes down to my initial gut feeling around a contract or a person or like, like when I get a text, do I instantly kind of cringe? Do I wait to look at the text like 24 hours later? Some of those things are, are really big indicators. And if it's just something that's outside your pattern, if I see an email coming in, do I check the email right away because I'm excited to hear from that person? Or do I like internally or externally just sigh like, oh my God, what's what's going to be the issue now? Like what, what could they possibly have a problem with now? Like, so think about those internal dialogues that you have and your subtle actions that you have towards another person, whether it's business or personal. If you're starting to have those subtle cues of like, you don't want to be around this person, it might be time to reevaluate that relationship. So for to me, the the first step in the action item when I'm when I'm considering loving somebody afar is how is what's my gut reaction to a person or a client when I get a contact from them, even something as small as a text or like an Instagram messenger or you know, the meme they send me. Like if they send me a meme and I'm like, oh my God, I hate this person and all their memes. <laughs> it might be time to to address that because if I'm having a visceral reaction to something as ridiculous as like a comedic relief, which is supposed to be comedic relief, it's time to reassess something. So really listening to your gut and making those, those initial decisions based on how they make you feel on a visceral, just basic level. Yeah. I, um, I'm a big person about evaluating. I love, I think it's Rachel Hollis was her name. No, that's wrong. Yeah. I don't think Rachel so. Hollis was the, um, fixer face or no, Rachel Hollis wasn't it. I can't remember her name, but she does talk about makeup. Like, that was her. Yeah. Rachel Hollis is somebody else. Um, is the, um, I love that because I do that. And I was like, holy crap, people do that. And I do that actually around my birthday. I don't do that at the beginning of the year. I do that on my birthday and I do it with networking events and different like environment, like committees that I belong to. I, I evaluate it. Am I adding value? Is it adding value into me? Do I feel worth it? worth and am I adding worth? And I'd say definitely evaluate your friends because even if they mean well, 
I can tell you, you're probably holding people back and, or people are holding you back. Um, or you're just like, it's not the stage of life and relationship that you guys need to be like together all the time. And maybe you need to reevaluate and how you are inter- engaging and interacting with them. Just do the evaluation that in itself. And again, it's two sided. Are you adding value and, or are And by the way, for those of you who really love communicating, even though this might be very difficult, especially with your higher, higher level people actually have a conversation with them. Like say, you know what? I want to make sure I'm adding value to you. And I want to talk about the value that you're adding to my life. Like, and it doesn't mean that if you guys stop hanging out all the time, that you love each other less. Again, I have a few girlfriends. I love them. One in particular, I'm thinking of like, we really get each other. And there are times because of the way my mind is and the way I do things that are very different than the way she does things, I need space. And she respects that and vice versa. I know. And however, that's the type of friend that like, if she called, I'm there in the middle of the night because it's not toxic, right? So, so I understand that it's, I love this woman so much. I mean, I have many of those girlfriends and when I'm in my ebb, I would say, and I'm like taking space for myself, like I I'll either have that conversation with them. So identifying (laughs) babbling, identifying that and understanding like when you need your own ebb and flow, especially with those really good relationships, because you don't need to have conversations with all of them. And then with those that are a bit more that you might need distance, (laughs) physical distance, but um, like family members, I mean, really, like, I love my family. And I don't have to be all up in their business. I can love them from afar and know that, you know, there are certain things that they can come and it's all about boundaries too. like the loving from Mm -hmm. afar. We didn't even bring that up until now is like, then it start. Then I was. Then I would say the other action I'm start to create the boundaries around the relationships because even unconditional love. I'm sorry, you still need to have some boundaries. There is. I know that that might be an oxymoron. However, in my book, it's not like learning to love people from afar and setting those boundaries. Um, will help create better sanity for both of you and to get things out of a toxic kind of rat race or hamster wheel. So, yes, absolutely. And, I mean, and, and you, you teach people how to treat you. I mean, we talk about oh, boundaries and unconditional love. I mean, let's give you a very obvious example. I love my toddler, but I don't love it when he hits me. So like you set up the boundary to teach them how to treat you. And obviously that's I mean, duh, nobody wants to be smacked around by a four-year-old uh, or by anybody, let's be honest. But that's an example of how that works. So you've got to teach people how to treat you. And that comes with setting up those boundaries. That comes with loving people from afar or bringing people closer if you need to. And that's something you have to evaluate for yourself with each relationship as it comes up. Absolutely. And I do want to throw this in just because we we do, we are entrepreneurs. We talk a lot about entrepreneur and this was seemed very personal. However, I do want to throw one last thing in is like love take, and I'm doing the air quotes, but for those of you listening to the podcast, you don't see my air quotes and stuff, but I know you felt it, love. Um, it might be like the relationship that you need in a business, like understanding that dynamic and you might need to separate. Um, so just also use this term or this phrase, loving them from afar and evaluating in your business relationships as well, because sometimes if you are not 
oh, I love this. You are, what's the old, I think it's a Jim Rohn crone. What, what is this Jim Rohn? What's his name? Quote. I can't even think. Anyway, uh, that you are the, um, the five people in the room. What's that quote? You're only as good as the five people around you or something like that. That's true. You um, have, <laughs> see, this is why I should end when we were supposed to end. If you have all these people in your room that are dragging you down or you're dragging somebody else down in business, then it's not, you need to recontext the way that you look at that friendship or that business relationship. Maybe they're not there to help up-level you. Maybe they're there to just like pass you a referral every once in a while. And that's okay. So learning to love them from afar helps you understand the context of the relationship and redefine it as you're going through it and make sure that you are you are figuratively or literally loving people from afar when it's no longer serving the both of you. Yes. Okay. And I think it is Jim Rohn. And it's like, That's you're the average of the five people in the room. Something like that. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'll put it in the show notes. Is it? <laughs> I'll put it in. The, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes so that we don't feel like we have no idea. I know. Uh. Yes. <laughs> so here's to a great 2023 surrounding yourself with people who are going to inspire, uplift you and support you the way that you deserve and vice versa, that you are doing the same for those and making 2023 your best year yet. So Amanda, get after it. All right. See you on the next podcast. All right, everyone. It's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitofbadassery.com.